Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This ain't jump. This ain't slam. The name of this record is Bounce. What's up, everybody? Jack Maloney back with Friendly Bounce and Hardwood Proxies and Basketball Network with my guy, Zachary Bennett, for a little WNBA Finals preview. We uh, got the Minnesota Lynx taking on the Indiana Fever. So uh, big news for uh, Zach out in Minnesota. You uh, you going to the game on uh, Sunday there, Zach? I believe so, yes. Nice. That'll be... Uh, Pretty sweet. Have you have you been to a finals uh, game for the Lynx before? I have not. I have been to a uh, a couple Western Conference Finals games now, but I've never never done a championship game of any of any caliber at any level. So it should be interesting. Yeah, this is a uh, a sort of surprising matchup, I would say. Um, I I would agree. Not uh, I mean, not necessarily for the Lynx. Like that's. Really not surprising at all, but I mean, of any of the teams in the Eastern Conference, like Indiana was probably fourth on the teams you thought would come out of there. I, Chicago and in New York were certainly the favorites, and then you know Washington was kind of a sleeper, but um, Indiana's here. I mean, I, I do want to take a minute to gloat about the uh, the sweep that I called in the other conference, final, but. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I, don't think it, I, I don't think anybody could have predicted Indiana being here. I did actually predict. Oh, you did? Yeah, before the uh, before oh, the Eastern Conference right. Finals, I I ended up going with the the Fever, not with any sort of confidence, but it was technically my official pick. So, are you are you saying, Jack, that we both called the Conference Finals matchup after a year of telling everybody? how uh, we don't know all that much and you know, look at us now <laughs> look how far we've come. I believe that is exactly correct, Zach. <laughs> Confirmed WNBA geniuses. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> uh, no, it should it should be really fun. Do you want to uh do you want to go back to how the team got here? Yeah. Why don't we do that? I'll go over the the fever quick and then you can take care of the link. So Indiana was a three seed. Um, they were faced. They faced the Chicago Sky in the first round. Uh, lost the first game, uh, then battled back to win two in a row, including Game Three in Chicago. Uh, Tamika Catchings almost had a triple double that game. Then, similar scenario in the Eastern Conference Finals. They're taking on the Liberty. Lose Game One. Uh, just got absolutely destroyed by the Liberty in Game One. Uh, then. Came back from an 18-point deficit, 
in game two to force game three and then went into the garden uh, game three the other night and took care of business, and here we are. Um, I mean, Tamika Catchings has been unbelievable. Uh, Coach Coach White, uh, Stephanie White over in Indiana's first year, but she's uh, she can coach. Um, you know, this team is, is really just... They're powered by catchings, and, you know, people like to talk about um, clicking at the right time. It, it certainly seems like that's what they've done uh, in the Eastern Conference. So, yeah, that's uh, that's sort of a quick hits of how Indiana got here. What about the uh, Lynx? Are you calling Are you calling the Fever a team of destiny, Jack? It, it may be. You know, Tamika Catchings, her career's winding down. She, uh, she said she's retiring at the end of last season, but... I don't know. I kind of feel like if the Fever are able to to pull this out, I feel like this is the last ride for for Tamika. I believe the there if if it isn't their catchphrase, it should be Tamika ain't gonna let them lose. Yeah, is what, uh, <laughs> what I heard somebody amongst the the Lynx media contingent say the other day. But um, I don't know if you saw Game Two of the Western Conference Final. Um, but I did. It was. It was. Uh, I mean, I was able to catch the second half for reasons I won't disclose. And uh, yeah, I mean, Maya was amazing. I think a lot of the discussion since game two is regarding the phantom foul call that the WNBA yeah. admitted they got wrong. But just for Maya to score forty and put the official in position to make the phantom foul call is impressive in itself. Right. Um, in the opening round, I'll go back there like you did, I guess. The, the Lynx won in a, uh, in a three-game series over the Los Angeles Sparks. I think we've discussed it on previous podcasts, but yep. uh, their, def- their defense really seemed to come alive in game three and has since carried through uh, through the Western Conference Finals and on to the WNBA Finals. Rebecca Brunson on Candace Dupree was huge. Her ability to get uh, 19 rebounds in, in game one was probably the key to that game. Uh, she had five assists in game two, I believe. So getting it done in different ways is her thing. But I don't know a lot about this Indiana match, uh, this Indiana team when they came here during the season. I wasn't able to go to the game, so I'm intrigued at the, uh, at the matchup because they're obviously good. They got here, so... Yeah, they, um, I believe the first game, they only played twice, I think, and the first game, uh, Catchings didn't play, and then the second game, the Lynx won rather handily, um, and I believe the, the Lynx had fouls at that point. I, I guess just, you know, mentioning fouls, that's a good segue to, that's gonna be a huge advantage for, uh, Minnesota. They, We've talked about it on previous podcasts how the Fever like to go small and you know they'll play sometimes three guards along with Tamika Catchings and you know the Lynx have obviously they you know Maya is their best player but with Fowles and Brunson like they got a pretty bruising front line that rebounds like crazy and that's that's going to be tough to deal with for for Indiana. Who do you yeah I, it's who can guard Rebecca Brunson, really. I think 
Rebecca Brunson can defend almost every position, so it's almost like having this. I almost see her and Tamika catching the people, but I, just, I, I admittedly haven't seen enough. Yeah, um, I, I think catching's guards guards Maya. She was she was. I was watching a little film of the second time they played, like the one when Catchings actually did play, and Catchings was guarding Maya most of the time. Um, she held her to 11 points, but Maya, Maya shot like 4 of 8. Um, but uh, like it was kind of a blowout, so I don't know how much you can really take from it. No, what I noticed about that too, because I'm the stats dude, so I obviously didn't watch the film. I looked at the box score, but um, <laughs> I, I watched the game live, to my credit, but it opens things up for uh, teammates. It opens things up for, yeah. for Simone Augustus and Lindsey Whalen. I mean, I don't know how many individual defenders, you know, person-to-person defenders that are above average to elite that Indiana has aside from Tamika catching. So, but I, I do know the Lynx have a lot of offensive weapons. So it's, yeah. I don't know how, I don't know how Indiana scores enough because the Lynx obviously could be the best team in the league. I mean, regardless of the matchup, you could argue the Lynx would win it anyway. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, both of these teams in the regular season were were top five offenses and top five defenses. Like, I mean, they can play on either end. Like, um, Indiana is, I mean, Catchings obviously is one of the best in the league still, but Otherwise, it's you know a pretty group effort. They they're really tough. They play together, and you know, kind of just like how we said with New York, and like it's a team effort. Like, I mean, Catchings has stepped up in the playoffs, but throughout the season, it was a definite team effort in Indiana. Um, you know, they would play like their whole bench sometimes, and their rotations obviously shortened in the playoffs. But I mean, you look at Erlana Larkins who over the course of the season, never played 30 minutes. Like She played 21 games, never played 30 minutes. And in the playoffs, she's all of a sudden done that four out of six games and is averaging, like, um, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but she's averaging, like, 10 points and seven rebounds in the playoffs. So this Indiana team, besides catching, like you don't know who's, who's going to have a day. And I... In some ways, that can hurt you because you, you know, you don't have like defined roles. But it seemed to work for for Indiana all season long. I, I don't see any reason why it can't again. But yeah, this. I mean, this is gonna be a good matchup. I, I'm excited to watch it. Well, it'll be hopefully, you know, from a from a viewer's perspective. If I'm looking for the most entertaining and competitive series. Not that I think this will happen, but you know, if Indiana does go to seven or eight or not even nine players down the bench, mm-hmm. how do the how do the Lynx respond to fresh bodies? Because right. Cheryl Reed pretty much just refuses to go past seven. I mean, that's yeah. the rotation she brings in. <laughs> yeah. Several Peters and, and brings in occasionally. Uh, and, you know, she doesn't go deeper than seven. Which, right. however you want to put it, she just goes who's who's going, and or if somebody makes mistakes, you sit down and you don't get back in the game. So right. it's, it's that's been an intriguing facet of the Lynx throughout the postseason to watch. Is I mean, 
the league's most accurate or second most accurate three-point shooter has hardly played a minute of competitive basketball in the playoffs. What does that tell you about the league's offense? Right. <laughs> so, if Indiana can just repeatedly throw fresh bodies out there, does that wear the league down? Does Reeve have mm. to go more to her bench? I think from a viewer's perspective, that would be the most entertaining series. Yeah, like... In the regular season, Indiana led the league in bench scoring. They scored 28 points a game from their bench, while the Lynx only had 14. Um, they were the second worst. Yeah. And then in the playoffs, like obviously things, you know, the rotations shortened a little bit, but Indiana's still averaging 16 points off their bench, and Minnesota's averaging 9. <laughs> that, that, that regular season bench scoring is misleading somewhat because the yeah, bench right. was part of was part of the starting lineup, but True. at the same time, it probably doesn't put up very gaudy numbers <laughs> if Cheryl Reeve isn't really playing a lot of bench players. So, yeah, no, this there's like advantage. There's definitely advantages for both teams um, in this series, and like like you said, top five offenses, top five defenses. You know, Minnesota's got the edge down low, but Indiana's a much deeper team. They got the depth, and Tamika Catchings is playing as well as anybody. Like, she can match Maya. If she can match Maya one for one, like, it's going to be a competitive series. I don't think it's, like, from the casual fan um, perspective, like, you probably wanted to see, you know, Elena Deladon versus Maya Moore, but, like, people, if you're not paying attention, like, to Tamika Catchings, she's every bit as as exciting to watch like she doesn't have the name of of Daladon but like, catchings has been unbelievable how's this Jack you're you're a Boston guy you'll like this if we're going bad comparison <laughs> she she's Garnett on the on the 08 Celtics yeah I I was talking to to friend of the program uh Josh Davido who He'll be out there by by your your yeah. way. Um, who who I intend to come in contact with while he's here? Yes. Um, yeah, I was talking to him the other day, and I said, "Tamika Catchings is Paul Pierce." Okay. Like, okay, that's fair. I mean. I mean. Yeah. Them, either put, one. Either put, one. You want to work with? Like, she's late yeah, in her put career, them but. Together. <laughs> I'm not. Ki- I'm not kidding. Put them together. That's what you have. To. Yeah, I mean, she, you see it, like, like you were saying, she won't let her, let him lose, like, it's such a cliche, but, I mean, they haven't lost, they're 4-0 in elimination games, like, she's not letting them lose, she's literally not doing it. To me, they ain't gonna let them lose. Um, in the, I, I looked it up, in the elimination games, the four games where they've, uh, went 4-0, Catchings is averaging 22.7 rebounds and 3 assists. I mean, we said the same thing about Kansas Parker, remember? Sort of sort of funny how things work out when they get by Kansas Parker. Yeah. They, they run into another, oh, I can do it all player. <laughs> yeah, it, it's... Is a five game, it is a five-game series, which is exciting. That is, I think, cool. Yeah, I, I definitely would like to see them at some point move the 
conference finals to five games and go three five five instead of three three five. I think I don't know, like three games in the conference finals that that just doesn't seem right to me. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe those series get too long and travel or yeah, whatever whatever the case may be. If you want to, I feel like in the WNBA you can implement some sort of like okay, if Phoenix beats Tulsa by 20 or more in two game in two straight games, you can move it to a sweep. If not, <laughs> you have to you have to play a series, you know, like a mercy rule. Yeah, that that matchup was Yeah, that was that was not really fair. <laughs> but well, um, I mean, what are you going to do? You're missing your best player for Tulsa. But, anyways, um, what? Uh, well, I mean, you've been watching this Lynx team up close. You were at the game. You were at game one of this Western Conference Finals, right? Yeah, I've been around them. Like what? I mean, what sort of the? What have you been seeing from them? They they sweep Phoenix, who was excellent all season. You know, we talked about them, you know, struggling in that Los Angeles series, trying to work everybody back. What's, you know, what, how's it looking since uh, we last talked, reintegrating, you know, Waylon and Simone Augustus? Well, I think it's the feeling or the vibe I got during the Western Conference Finals and throughout the playoffs really was, okay, well, we got through the regular season. We got home court advantage. We're, we've already come farther than we did last year. Mm-hmm. And now everybody's back and, and getting into routine. The links are where they want to be. Right. And I think I think it, it sort of feels like, you know, I don't want to put anybody into a weird, I'm not saying they feel this way because they don't, but I think the hard part for them is over now that they're here. Mm-hmm. I think they've got they've gotten by Phoenix. You know, even during the Phoenix series, it was they didn't have Tarasi, and you knew they didn't have Tarasi. You could tell it was apparent by the way they played, by the way the Lynx played against them. So uh, there's, you know, they're, I don't want to say they're Spursian because that's another bad comparison. We've already used one. <laughs> um, but, I mean, they're professionals. They, this right. is what they got here for they're not celebrating that fact but they're focused on the task at hand and this I mean this is what it's been about all season getting to this point and getting the job done right I mean they they took a a roundabout way of getting there but I mean you sweep in the Western Conference Finals and now you're in the finals like that's kind of what everyone expected like the regular season was a bit of a bumpy road at times but yeah, like you said, this is you're in the finals now. Like you made it. That's <laughs> and, and as turbulent as everything was throughout the season with all the injuries and the absences, mm-hmm. the Lynx were the best team in the Western Conference. <laughs> the best team in the Western Conference. So yeah, it, it, it's it's almost as if they've been doubted all year, but here they are and they're the one team that can say throughout this playoffs that they've been healthy and mm-hmm. the team that they were at the beginning of the season. So it's funny how that works out. Yeah, I I think if 
if I have to make a pick, I go, I go Minnesota, um, especially with that home court advantage. And it seems, seems like everyone's sort of getting back into place now with Waylon and Augustus and and how Brunson has been playing. I, I think it's going to be super competitive. I mean, obviously, if we've seen Indiana's not going to give up, um, even if they get down in this series, it's they're going to make the links work for everything, but. I think, I think Minnesota pulls this out. They have too many weapons offensively. Yeah, yeah. The the lack of you know Maya scored more than half of the Lynx points in game two, so it is alarming how the chemistry isn't where you'd like it to be yet if you're the Lynx. But yeah, at the same time, this is a we didn't even mention once this is the rematch of the 2012 final. Yeah, that is true. Remember when we made a big deal about that on the on the previous on the previous <laughs> podcast? I think and we thought nothing of it at the time. We're like, oh, that's that's an interesting parallel. <laughs> and and here we are. So yeah, it's Indiana is a team the Lynx have had success again this season. And yeah, although not in not in the postseason, but I think they're pretty capable of winning. I'm not going to say it's going to be a sweep though. No, I I'll. I'll I'll hedge my uh, my bet and say Minnesota in five. Oh wow! You think goes okay? All five. Wow, that would be how lighthearted this conversation has been. Game before game five, if we were to do a podcast, <laughs> if there is one, I think the the mood is totally different on that one. But yeah, game five. That I'll go links in four if we're making predictions. But I always have the right to take it back. <laughs> You can change our mind after game one. Yeah, correct. <laughs> all I mean, right. this is all, we might as well turn these podcasts out, right? This is yeah. the last we got until the draft. This is it. You uh, you got any final thoughts on on game one on Sunday? No, it's on ABC, so the people That's correct. have no have no reason not to watch it. Yep, 3 o'clock Eastern, ABC. It's, uh, I mean... Football is obviously on. It's not not exactly a great uh, matchup for the WNBA, but what are you going to do? You got to play. It's the finals. Take the take the primetime television when you got it, huh? Yeah. So uh, yeah, Zach will be in the house for Game One. Uh, that's three o'clock Eastern on ABC. Indiana at Minnesota. Shout out to Josh, our guy, who will be out there as well. Hope you find your ID, buddy. Huh. All right, that's a wrap for our WNBA Finals preview. I'm Jack. That's Zach. Here's our guy, DJ Las Latino, playing us out. Peace. This ain't jump. This ain't slam. The name of this record is Bounce. Lucky Land. 
Grand Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.